Yo, what's up, guys? It's Gotham, and welcome back to the Game 6 Clay Pod. Um, here with the boys, Matt, Charlie. How we doing, guys? Um, you know, post-All-Star break, um, got a few days off. Warriors play tomorrow to kick off the second half of the season. Um, we'll start this one off a little bit more personal. Well, how'd you guys how'd you guys do over All-Star break? You know, hit Miami, hit Atlanta. What'd y'all do? Um, what was the, how'd you guys take up this time without some basketball? I was kicking it up at uh, this place called Netherland outside of Denver. Got myself a nice little... Airbnb, ski cabin. Okay, chill for I see the weekend, you. you know. I see you. Okay, Charlie. No, no games to worry about. You know, they're taking a break. Mm. I might as well treat myself too. <laughs> yeah, man. Love that. Great. Me, it was man. just How a weekend, man. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot, dude. I graded some papers, dude. Girlfriend was out of town. Friends were mostly busy, dude. So I, I was watching the game Solamente and uh, get some work, dude. I wish it was more than that, man. No, Miami. Yeah, you, for- you, you ever ask your students who's a who's a Warriors fan, and then if they got you know if they say they are, you can kind of toss them a little bit. Zero, dude. Zero? No oh, way. Zero. No, man. Well, Suns who, fans, who they dude. like? Suns? Suns, okay. dude. Suns and That's fair. They're, they're pretty good, man. I can't, I can't hit that. I, yeah, I, they're I all good. Suns. I always so forget they're right. territory. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're going to be seeing them pretty soon. Um, shit, for me, I was out here in slow, having a good time. Um, you know, nothing to talk about, write about, um, tweet about. So um, it was fun. Just got to watch the game. Um Drank a few beers and not, got a fresh cup before tonight, and here we are. Yeah, man, get to enjoy that, that three point shoot. Yeah. That was the highlight of the highlight. Yeah, of the weekend, so man. yeah, let's yeah let's get into it. So, what was your favorite part about All Star Weekend? Um, obviously, a little different this time around. No fans, but um, no skills challenge. I mean, no uh, rising stars challenge and stuff like that. So, what you guys takeaways from that? Obviously, we will talk about Steph in the three point contest All Star game, but um, yeah, Matt, what'd you think? Yeah, three point contest, no doubt, man. It's uh, every year. I mean, the the bar was pretty low considering the dunk contest was what it was. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, just watching Steph shoot the basketball is always a joyous thing to do, dude. You know, um, that first his first round was that thirty one was electric. Oof, it was dirty. Uh, I don't know if the ball touched the net one time. Uh, he was a drill, man. It was fun to watch, and also just the Steph and Dame stuff in the actual game was a lot of fun. Uh, them going back and forth. You heard afterwards, all three of those guys coordinated beforehand and kind of just said, like they, they all said they're going to throw some oops yeah. together. So that was cool. Watching Steph throw one down, Dame throw one down, CP throw one down. Uh, yeah, the guard play and the shooting man was the most fun, dude. Just a lot of, a lot of high level shot making on display. It was cool. Yeah. Charlie? Yeah, I love seeing, I mean, Dame and Steph together was so cool. That cool moment at the end, too, where Steph just straight up started walking off the court. Cause he's the like, Dame time, baby. Yeah, he had the Dame time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he called was it calling too. the game before Steph, before Dame could call it. But uh, yeah, I mean, the three point contest was great. Um, I thought it was huge, too, just to see having all these events packed into one night. And, you know, guys were of questionable motivation going in. So you know, I was a little worried about how it was going to go. But man, like everyone was just bringing it. I mean, you know, dunk contest had a little like weirdness to it. I, hey, I thought Cash just got robbed on that first dunk. I'm not gonna lie, that first yeah, dunk it was not that a 44. One. That was so tough. That, that dude is one of, one of my students' first cousins, man. Really? No Straight up, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. oh, she, she saw. She saw to you about the uh, <laughs> about the dunk contest. No, he's, like, about he's it. my student last year, man. He goes, we're talking one day in class. And he goes, Mr. Cardoza, do you know Cash Stanley? I said he plays at Duke. He's like, that's my first cousin. I was like. Dude, that's, <laughs> that's sick. That's awesome, man. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, maybe the little man got some bounce. Who knows? Dude, I hope so, man. Maybe we'll see him there one day. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, shit, you guys kind of hit it on the head, bro. Like, uh, three-point – I think it was just sick just to watch Steph, like, come in, obviously, as a favorite and and take it home. The way he did it, just hit all the, – the last shot, turned around, just held the pose a little bit. Um, my favorite moment, though, uh, all the stuff you guys hit on, but when Steph turned around before that three went in, that shit wasn't even at the apex. And he was just like, yeah, looking around at the crowd. I was like, bro, this man is so ruthless. What about um, the, yeah, the one where he, uh, where he, the ball was on the ground, he kind of kind of fumbled it and just picked it up, like, right? Oh, yeah. It just, that was like Kevin Love-esque <laughs> on final, in the finals. Oh, gosh, dude. Um, I saw something on Twitter. It was like, yo, if this guy, if Steph ever loses the handle, he's going to make the shot. Like, it's going to be insane. So, just like triple team him if you get the ball loose. So, I thought it was funny. Um, But, yeah, uh, anything else on the All-Star game? I thought the game was a lot of fun, too. I think they got to keep this ending in, like, permanently. I think it just brings a whole other element just to, you know, like a certain competitiveness, at least. 
uh, I mean, it, it's cool to see them like actually genuinely want to win this game to some degree mm-hmm. and, you know, like have a little compete. Uh, also my, my personal favorite moment was, um, Chris Paul running in and taking James Harden's lunch money when everyone was walking <laughs> and Chris Paul's full sprinting, just such a, like, I hate this guy play. <laughs> that was the fastest I've seen Chris Paul move since like 2017. Dude. Bro, he was like, yeah, absolutely yeah. sprinting. That was insane. <laughs> Just booked it. That's why he's such a give and take. You know, like whenever I watch him on the court, he'll drive me crazy. And then he does some shit like that. And I fall in love with him all over again. (laughs) I think he's way more likable on the Suns too, man. He's way more likable on the Suns now. I know they're the same division and everything, but. Well, I think that has to do with the fact that he's not in the Clippers or the Rockets, man. I think it's just, I like the last two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cool to, and especially now, like, he's not, I mean, I, I would I would want to see him win a ring this year. I think that would be really cool um, for CP3, the Suns and all. Um, kind of pivot now to, to like, what we want to see with the the dubs. Obviously, um, we're sitting at 19 and 18, um, heading into the second half, um, the, the ninth seed, I think, right now. Um, so we're still in that, you know, that playing kind of, that zone right now, obviously something we're trying to get out of. Um, a lot of stuff we've been seeing on Twitter, social media, um, Victor Oladipo. So Matt Charlie, whoever wants first to crack at it. Um, what do you think about that whole Oladipo trade situation? Um, what do you want to see? And uh, do you think it will get done? Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a back and forth with the two of you, I feel like, myself. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think if it's Wiggins and a young guy, no matter who that is, to be honest, and uh, you know, a future protected first, I think you do it uh, for a number of reasons. One, I mean, uh, it's a flyer on a guy who two years ago was an all-NBA player. Um, and you're getting off that Wiggins contract potentially. And I've liked Wiggins this year. Uh, but, you know, if you're the Warriors, it's a, it's three more years at around $30 million for a guy who's uh, not performing up to that. Not to say he's not productive. Not to say he's not been useful. But uh, it's certainly not money you necessarily want in your books if you can replace it elsewhere. And I think if you take a flyer on Depot, you – you get a guy who can handle the rock. You get a guy who can score the basketball, um, defend if he's healthy, of course. And if he's, uh, <clears throat> looking like his old self or even, you know, 90% of that, he's a guy that answers a lot of the team's questions just in having a secondary ball handler, having a guy who wants to score, having a guy who can defend, um, the health issues are there, but I think, again, if you could pull it off, I just think you do it. I think he's, he's got that level of talent. Again, two years ago, he was a top three or four shooting guard in the league. So, um, I think he's getting back to strength. He looked pretty good in Indiana before he got traded. He's kind of looked a little, uh, or he's been less efficient of late, but the Rockets have also just sucked. There's not a lot of yeah. talent on that roster right now, so it's hard to tell. <laughs> and he's also, he's just another another really smart basketball player, man. And putting him in a, on a team like, with yeah. Steph would be, a, he, he, you, get, you get better looks, man. So those 39, 33 yeah. splits are going up to mid-40s, low or low mid-30s, you know. So what are you going to say, Gotham? What's his, uh, what's his contract situation right now? Free agent in the summer, man. One year? Free yeah. agent in the summer? Mm-hmm. Okay, that that might adjust my my take. Oh, um, <laughs> Charlie, go for it. Yeah, I'm. I've come around on it a little bit more in the past days when I think about it, and the way I look at it is, I mean, I, I think I think the condition you have to have is one of Wiggins or Ubre or you know an equivalent young wing of some degree has to be on the team next year. I think you know the idea of getting rid of one or both of them at some point and then like attaching that money to Oladipo is what scares me. But the the scenario I could really get into is when you look at, you know, Wiggins's value with the Warriors has got to be higher league wide than where it was with the Timberwolves. So 100%. I think when you, when you look at uh Houston standpoint, you know, they're going to be burning a lot of money for a not good team for the near future. So I don't think the salary for Wiggins is really a concern for them and they at least get, you know, some degree of control. So I would love to see a deal built around those two. Not only because, you know, like you said, Matt, the off-ball scoring is better. Having a legit secondary playmaker in the offense next to Steph who can, you know, score with the ball and get assists, unlike Draymond. And he, um, he wants to score too. I just want to keep saying that, man. Having a guy who wants to put the ball in the basket is yeah. is huge. Yeah. Perfect for that second, especially for that second unit right now. That something we're lacking. Yeah, and you know, if you can you can afford to stagger Depot a bit and get him some more minutes like being basically the point guard for the second unit, which is something you'd be good at. Uh I'd be all in on that. And I think the one thing that uh it would be big too is the 
idea of moving Kelly to the three where I think he's a little more natural and having some more consistent shooting threats that allow him to get to the rim. Because we've seen like the turnaround from that first unit with Kavon offensively. It's been pretty real. I mean, they're getting some actual consistency in there. Kelly's been putting in some great games. I know Wiggins had his struggles recently, but you know, I think with the way that Kelly's turning around, I would be in on the idea of taking a shot on Vic for a year, seeing where it gets us in terms of contention. And then next year, you know, you can roll with Steph clay and then Oladipo or Kelly, depending on which one you want, you want to keep. Yeah. I like that too. I just think just to add on what you're saying, uh, Old Depot's a guy where if you if you do sign him this offseason, he's he's a tradable player. You know what I mean? People are still gonna be interested mm-hmm. in him in a way they're not interested in Wiggins right now. And that's again, can't say enough. I, I appreciate what Wiggins has done in Golden State this far. Um it just he's a better basketball player. He's a more valuable basketball player at this point, even coming off an injury. So uh, there's a lot of that. Uh Gotham, what are your thoughts, man? Man, I, I, I've kind of been going back and forth. At first, uh, I totally misread the first time we talked about it in the group chat. I thought it was um I thought you were talking about trading Uber and I was like, nah, you know, um, but for Wiggins, uh, in a pick, maybe, you know, um, you know, Pascal's kind of developing into kind of a tradable piece at this point. Um, especially just with the inconsistency we've seen, we've seen, you know, growth, but, um, I feel like I, the, the one thing I've always, my mentality going in with the season was like preaching patience. Um, cause we knew this year was not going to be, you know, the one that we come back and win a championship, especially after Clay went down. Um, so for me, I've, I've, I'm always going to be saying, you know, what do you see this team being next year once you add Clay Thompson back? I still feel like a lineup with Clay, Wiggins, Steph, Ubre, if we can keep that kind of guy and Draymond, obviously Wiseman, the team that we have currently right now, it's not built for winning. And I think if we were to trade for Oladipo, it would just kind of, you, you mortgage some of that potential future you're already building in with that. The chemistry is building this year. And I don't want to see that just broken up, obviously. And because Uber is, I mean, um, Old Depot is a free agent, so you know, it's. It, I feel like we'd just be giving up a lot more than we'd be than we'd be gaining if we were just to just be patient with this team, let them figure it out, and then once you add back Clay Thompson, then assess where you're at. Because you know, the, the more playing time Wiggins and Ubre get with this unit right now, the more comfortable they're going to be coming in the next season when Clay comes back, and a lot more stuff's going to open up for them. So. I, I'm I'm gonna say no just because with that mentality I've had the entire season. But I mean, you guys bring up some great points, man. Like uh, Oladipo has is has proven himself to be a good basketball player when healthy. Um, it would be great to see him out there with Steph, Draymond, um, Ubre, Wiseman. I think would be fun to play with with somebody like Oladipo, uh, too, who can kind of dribble and play the point a little bit. So um, I think we don't go wrong in trading for him, but I, I wouldn't want to really aggressively pursue it. So that'd be, yeah. be my take. I hear you. I hear you. My, my thing with Clay coming back next year is just, I don't know. Obviously, you know, everyone loves Clay. I would never want Clay to get traded, you know, if he didn't have a foot. You know what I mean? If he was missing two yeah. feet, I wouldn't want to trade the guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just, um, he's coming off to catastrophic injuries, you know? And he yeah, looked, yeah, from all indications, looked pretty good after the ACL uh, in, uh, during, I think it was training camp last year for a brief moment. Okay. Uh, looked pretty good, but. You know, Achilles is Achilles, um, and they're yeah. not going to – having a guy – it's just like when he comes back, I hope he's the same dude. You know what I mean? I hope he's a guy who's going to give yeah. you 18, 20, 22 a night. I'm just not – That's personally, I'm, I'm not going to yeah. bank on that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bank on getting, you know, more from Wiggins at this point offensively. He's just not interested. He's not interested in being a guy who's going to give you 20 a night. And that's, it doesn't mean he doesn't have Fair. talent. It just mean, To me, it's just yeah. like he's not – he doesn't want to do that right now. Like he's playing against yeah, bench but guys. My only thing with that, my only response mm-hmm. to that would be, I think I, I like, I'm assuming Clay is not coming back like the old Clay we saw, the Clay we saw in training camp. Obviously, Achilles is tough. We're seeing KD, you know, struggle with some just like lingering injuries and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I'm not, I'm not even saying like for the future banking on the same Clay, but I like having that wing depth of Ubre Wiggins. Um, I feel like they both complement each other really well. Um, in the sense that both of them aren't the best shooters, but when they slash, attack the basket, um, and defensively, uh, they have a lot more potential. So to have that kind of depth behind Clay, who's coming back from such a tough injury, who's going to be, you know, who's going to want to come back and, you know, Clay's a competitor. He's going to still want to take those, you know, tough defensive assignments. But having two guys that can do that same thing, granted, Old Depot is a good defender, but when you got guys in this league that, you know, you need guys that are six, 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 seven, you know, kind of big bodies to stop them. Um, I think just having that, and just the chemistry we've seen develop 
I think like, you know, obviously if you trade for Oladipo now, you'll have like the second half of the season. But I really want to see this team, you know, stick together and make a push for the playoffs. I mean, that has been the goal since day one. You've heard Steph say it. You've heard the entire team say it. Um, so I just feel like, especially in a season that, you know, we're not winning, I, I want to see this team kind of look, uh, go towards it towards the end with so much in like with so much to look forward to in the future. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think the only reason I hesitate is the exact reason you said. Like, they did this last year where they put this team together. They said, we believe in this team. One injury happens, and suddenly it's, well, shit, you know, we got to kick it down the mm-hmm. road. And that's not the scenario they're in this year. You know, things haven't not at all exactly as planned, but they're still right in the thick of it with the team they had in mind, even without and, play. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. I think – you know, to break up all those personnel is tough, and especially when you have Wiggins under such control. But mm-hmm. the only reason that I've sort of come around on that is that I think to some degree, like Matt said, you have to hedge your bets against Clay just maybe not being able to get back to form or, you know, maybe That's his fair. health is totally a fair. question. And, you know, I think we've seen pretty definitively that Steph, Kelly, and Wiggins together is just not like the ideal top three. Mm-hmm. Uh in on those wings and I think you know with some development there's a lot of hope to get there and I think they can still make some noise this season with that group Mm. but I think having a guy who could pass off as a more capable two guard in this offense who has some legitimate playmaking ability right now uh, I think that is a definite way to go because if you look at this team and you say okay we got Steph Oladipo Kelly and once you get Oladipo in the building, you say, okay, you know, we feel good about his health. Like his medicals check out. He seems strong. Um, maybe this is the guy that we want to hold on to. And then, you know, maybe Clay can transition into being more of a bigger three on this team next year. So I think just having a little flexibility in terms of, yeah, this guy can play next to Steph for sure if we need him to sure. uh, is huge. Yeah, I, I agree. I like, I like that was a, that was a thoughtful of you. I think that, uh, yeah, I mean, Oladipo is all those things, man. And again, it's almost like so. Let's say, let's say they they pick up Oladipo and Gotham. I hear your thoughts too. I think you kind of you kind of wavered when you heard he's a free agent too. You kind of like, oh, that's kind of sketchy, right? Because yeah, if, you, if he leaves, you kind of left high and dry. I mean, I would trust. True. I would trust. Uh, Golden State's a like. You say if we make a trade for him, that if yeah. we make a trade for him. Well, I'm saying it seemed well it's, without. It seemed like you were kind of like uh, that's yeah. kind of sketchy, which I agree. That is a little sketchy if you lose him for yeah. nothing. Like it's like a it's not awesome, but I just think for a team that. There's no, there's no stars available to trade for that are going to uh, shift this team to the place where fans want them to go right now. Um, and I think Oladipo is kind of the next best thing in that you don't have to give up a lot for him. And his upside, in all honesty, at his peak two years ago, it was 2018, 2019, he's better than Bradley Beal. I mean, not, not because Beal isn't a stud, but because Oladipo is a two-way force, man. He's like a, he was a stud on defense. He had Indiana mm-hmm. kicking absolute ass. Um, I'm not saying he'll ever be yeah, there the, again. They're the four seed that year. They're they the were really good, man. And they fought. Yeah, they fought LeBron's Cavs to seven games, man. Um, they were really good. They're they're a really good team, and he's a really good player. That's not to say mm-hmm. scoring wise. That's not to say that's not to say on offense, but uh, two way basketball player. And again, he's not fully that right now. But again, for a team that's not willing to trade for uh, a Bradley Beal or a Zach Levine, and I don't think any of us really feel that's the move is to give up, you know, that pick and Wiseman for a guy like that necessarily. Um, it gives them an option there, and it also gives them you know, one or two years where potentially you have a guy at his level. Let's say we pick Suggs. You know, that's my dream, right? That guy, I don't know if you guys watched that. I would Gonzaga. love to see how Jim Suggs. You guys watched Gonzaga, Gonzaga BYU yeah. last night. That game was, he, he was fully on display. But uh, let's say they draft a wing or a guard like Suggs. Uh, having all depot on the roster for uh, a year or two while Suggs is getting his stuff together for a year, you know, a year or two years down the road, Suggs is ready to hop into shooting guard role, you know? Or mm-hmm. a wing we have, a wing we drafted this summer, hopefully, uh, is ready to take a more prominent role in a starting lineup. Whereas right now, I don't see Wiggins filling in that secondary playmaking void that Golden State, I think, very, very clearly needs in the perimeter. And I think Oladipo could do that for a pretty cheap price uh, if they choose to. Yeah, I think the one thing you mentioned, too, with Oladipo, yeah, I mean, he was a legit all-NBA type player that season in Indiana. And then he had the injuries kick in. I mean, he clearly wasn't happy there. Uh, there's, you know, a lot of stuff going around that I think was weird. He rejected an extension that he didn't feel was sufficient, uh, you know, and then obviously 
got his way out. And, you know, I think when you look at that, like for the last two years, Oladipo's basically just been in a shitty place. I mean, like for a player, that's mm. got to suck to be that good and to struggle with injury, to feel like your team doesn't want you to get moved. And now the team you're on is just like flat out terrible. Uh, so I think that's something <laughs> that could be huge too, is to have him recapture a little, you know, fire. Like 13 to, losses in a row. And man. I mean, yeah, that's like, that's got to be soul crushing to to move. And that's true. Game. I mean, I think the Warriors, the Warriors would be the best landing spot for a guy like that. I mean, we've seen it with, you know, Wiggins this year and, you know, countless other players um, before. But um, yeah, I mean, just the biggest thing is I, I feel like, I, I feel like you can make the move next year um, or the, try and get him in the off season. Um, you know, make, just wait till the season plays out to see, to have more of a, more of a hand on what's going on um, as you look to the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, you guys bring up great, great points. I think having all on the team would be fantastic. Um, it's great. As you guys, well, you guys said it already. So um, yeah, let's see. We'll see what happens, man. That's um I think I think some good guy, man. Myers came out today and was saying they're going to be really active this year at the deadline. Okay. Um, okay. Don't know what that means. If I'm Andrew Wiggins, I don't feel too hot. If I'm Kelly Oubre, I'm probably a little worried. Um, if I'm, yeah, I, don't know, I mean, I think I think, dudes, I think one of, right now, I think Wiggins is probably on chopping block. Um, just that contract's the toughest thing. To I think I like Wiggins, man. I'd actually, I would kind of feel bad for the dude because he seems happy in Golden State. I, I like him. A lot. But, I like both uh, of them now. Like both of yeah. them have, you know, really grown on us. So. Um, it would be tough to see any of them go, but um, yeah, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. But um, you know, as we also try to improve with trades, you know, buyout market's also there. So, you guys got any players um, looking forward to um, in buyout? Um, as we kind of probably see, you know, Blake Griffin with the Nets. Um, so, as we kind of see more players, um, you know, approach that buyout situation. Um, anybody you want the Warriors to get target? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't want to. Uh spill all my beans uh just got the article should be out in a couple days but i want Otto porter in the bay so bad and he's definitely not the player he was with washington anymore but i think he's the perfect intersection of guy who's just getting ridiculously overpaid you know like no one's going to want to trade for him uh that sour i think he's making 27 million so you know that's buyout territory all the way but he's still been good for a young Bulls team. He's been a steadier presence. He's only 27 years old. And the dude has shot 43% on his threes in Chicago. So just having like a true backup wing, I think he brings some consistency to that three spot. He can make some starts if needed. Uh, and just, you know, the dude cans his shots and he can hold his own on defense. And He's a former number three pick, right? Yeah, third overall. Uh, yeah, third overall? There's talent yeah, right there. I think you look at a guy like him too and you know, he's, he's young to the point where when you, I think when you look at these buyout guys who are, you know, like the Blake Griffins of the world and some of these older players that may not have as many chances, you know, they may be a little more inclined to ring chase. And obviously the Warriors aren't in that, you know, upper echelon mm-hmm. of contention where they feel like there's a good chance of getting a ring. But, you know, I think for Otto, like he's still young enough where he could come to the team. Fine. You yeah. start make a little money, eat into that disabled player exception if the Warriors feel mm-hmm. inclined. And, uh, you know, go get himself a decent contract this offseason because, you know, I don't think he's a guy with a whole lot of urgency, and I think he fits into the team really well. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he's just a guy that's he's a shooter, and this team doesn't have a single person who I think on the floor, I'm like, oh, that that dude's a – put him in the corner and that, that space is is covered. You know what I mean? Whereas I think you get that guy on the floor, you have a guy, like Charlie said, you know, 40 plus percent uh, last couple of years in Chicago. No, he's not the same dude as he was in Washington. I think he was only that dude for one year and that got him enough money to last a lifetime. So that's okay for him. But yeah, I agree, man. He is young. Like you said, um, he's a guy where if I'm going state, yeah, I, I am. I am cool with the going into the DPE money for him. Cause as of now, I don't know who that guy is anymore. Uh, I, um, <laughs> I don't want to interrupt either, but, uh, they just broke that LaMarcus Aldridge is working his way out of the Spurs right now. So that could also be a dude who's on the buyout market. That's a dude who's not going to Golden State, though, man. That's a dude who's going to Brooklyn. He's going to Brooklyn. He's going to Brooklyn. Yeah, that dude wants his ring. That's a a Clippers pickup, too, man. That could be – He's getting bought out of San Antonio? 
Uh, They said they said mutually agreed to part ways. So I assume that just means, you know, if they can't trade him, he's getting cut. How do you all feel about Wiggins for Aldridge? Uh, You know, I think (laughs) I'm I'm just scared about bringing more old dudes into this equation. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) it. Like if we sign him on the bio market, dope. But like uh, I ain't trying to trying to get up a younger guy. Um, kind of long. I mean, I feel like we kind of hit the same kind of player type that we need, like a wing that can shoot, uh, defend. Um, I was just doing some research right now. Um, Wayne Ellington, um, Trevor Reza, I think would be too, too solid. I like Ariza just cause it kind of brings that old veteran, veteran leadership to this team. The guy's a winner, um, man. You know, the guy's a winner. We've seen him around. Um, you know, we've had, you know, battles against him when he's on the Rockets and stuff. So, um, seasoned vet. Um, I think it would be great. Guy can knock down shots um, when he's open. He's a solid defender. Um, I think he just provides depth to that that second unit. You can throw him in with guys like Steph and Draymond and just know what to do. He's just a smart basketball player. Um, Wayne Ellington was a cool one. I, I think he's a little younger, but also, you know, he, did, he can shoot that thing. So, um, yeah, like I think we hit, like we need a wing that can shoot um, and, you know, maybe defend. So, um, I, think, I like Otto uh, Porter, though. That's a great, that's a great pickup. I think Wayne Ellington had a little scuff, scruff up with uh, some Warriors early this season, though, man. I don't know if he's coming over or not. Oh, yeah? I guess the Metroid uh, game. Something he happened. Was in the, he was in oh. the Raider thing, wasn't he? Yes. Yes, oh. he was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, that'd be funny. Draymond would welcome him with open arms. He probably would, honestly, though. He probably yeah, would. Yeah, no, Seriously. I mean, um, should we saw Draymond and Boogie Rocky. come together and be, like, the best. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was awesome. Rodney. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, uh, Otto Porter would be sick. I, I've always liked him. Um, he was, he was always a cheat code on 2K when he was a rookie or something. He's open, motherfuckers just wouldn't miss. So honestly, it is a good point though. Charlie brought it up, man. Like the fact that the Warriors have money in the DPE to offer a player like that is not nothing. Yeah, it's you know huge. I mean? That's not a, it's it's not a small deal. That's more I than especially the guys that, especially the guys that were saying that, you know, not necessarily going to hit that championship, you know, kind of mm-hmm. ring hunting thing. It's perfect. You know, we get him a little extra money too. So pick up Depot and Porter in the, the deadline. I don't know. Yeah, Shit. and I was I was knows. curious too when you look at what the DPE is compared to the other money they can get. I mean, you know, everything's prorated at this point, and I think Blake Griffin got one point two mil for the Nets because you know they can't offer him anything else. Mm-hmm. And if the Warriors were to sign a guy tomorrow, he could make like a hair over four and a half mil if they wanted to give him the full thing. There you so, go. And you know, that's not nothing. I mean, even for yeah, these guys, even for an auto porter, like especially it, for guys yeah. like this right now, you know, buying out of smaller contracts and, you know, just finding a new place. Um, that goes a long way. Play yourself for a new deal next, next year. So, um, that'd be, that'd be fun to watch. Yeah. I'm with you too. I think people have kind of had this frustration. You know, I had the frustration earlier with the center situation, you know, just not having enough bodies, but I think with the way that, Kavan and Wiseman have sort of worked out this uh, starting and bench tandem. Uh, I'm, I'm a little more confident in them holding the minutes up there. I think Draymond showing he can play the small ball minutes too. We know Pascal can get in there every once in a while and contribute. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not as go get a center as I think a lot of the, you know, Warriors Twitter crowd is a bit. And I think the luxury too is, you know, if they want to create roster spots, I mean, we know that, cutting smiley is like taboo for their front office but they never cut seen, smiley bro yeah, that, that dude is protected like no other he's a bald bank man <laughs> um yeah but i think you know when you look at you know we the g league playoffs are over so jeremy lynn eligible we got jordan Poole playing well i think nico showed he's a little more capable than we thought he'd be right away so you know we got three service get, point guards so yeah we're good we got three point guys better than yeah, we got better than want to make Brad, man. Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy. I think, you know, cut Brad, sign yourself a wing who can shoot some threes, and I think that's a huge move for this team, just in terms of what the bench can do. Because not only that, you know, imagine having a dude who can shoot who's also actually getting the ball passed to him. <laughs> huge, man. It's huge. <laughs> it can't be overstated, man. I think yeah. I I mean I think Porter kind of covers it for me for now. I've kind of, I thought about guys like Ellington before, but I think that that list is getting smaller and smaller. Dude's getting bought out. Um, at this point, I think a lot of the roster changes we're going to see are going to be more JTA, more Nico, uh, more pool, more likely than anything else. Um, not to say that 
again, Meyer said we'll be active at the deadline. So I'm curious what that means, but I think the biggest changes, at least minute wise, are going to come from uh, within. You know, you got you got the wheels spinning too for me. Like you said, like having a guy open in the corners, which is such an important part of the offense. Like besides Steph, I think the gun to the head guy in the corners right now is JTA, which is not something I would have said before the season. <laughs> well, that's a, that's gonna be a fun topic in the summer, man. Because they got a they got he he needs to be on the roster. He, he um, needs to be on the team. Yeah, so he needs a real roster spot and he's he's played himself into like a I, I trust that guy on a playoff team like in a in second third round of the playoffs at this point he's so he just seems savvy he's headstrong so uh they gotta figure that out but what else you guys want to touch on real quick before we break um just head into break let's get a let's cool. get a quick break in um cool. get some water catch up and uh be back after matt's uh matt's little sponsorship video let's go uh, welcome back. Thank you, Matt. Again, uh, shout out Anchor, the boys, um, keeping us going, keeping us afloat, and catch us on Spotify. Um, so, guys, um, nice break. Got some water in your system and stuff. Um, it's, um, you know, it's been uh, you know, worries a bit in the news, even though not so much um, all-star break um, content. Um, obviously, we covered the trade talks and stuff. Um, but another thing that kind of surfaced was um, LaMelo Ball. Um, I know we touched upon him last pod, um, him and Wiseman, but – um, reports out there saying that the Warriors were, uh, you know, telling LaMelo he was picking number two. We were picking him with the second pick. Um, you, obviously, everybody's seen that video of LaMelo out there, you know, pre-draft with the two, putting up that two, um, just saying, you know, you know what's going on. So um, what's your guys' take with that? Um, what, how, does, how does that make you feel um, organization-wise? Um, and, uh, yeah, Matt, Charlie, whoever wants it. Yeah, yeah. I think there's uh... – a. Sorry, Matt. Um, I think there's kind of two ways to look at it. So, you know, when a report like that comes out, I don't think it's, you know, like, I, I, I don't see why anyone would make some shit like that up. I think that's a pretty legit leak. Uh, and the thing that makes me wonder is if there's one scenario where, you know, I mean, we all saw that Wiseman, he was the guy. And I think they would have taken him over Lamelo if both were available. So my gut tells me what they thought happened is that Wiseman was going one and they thought Lamella would fall to Bennett too. And I think they would have been okay with that. Uh, and that's the good outcome. You know, hopefully like if you think a trade's going to happen or that Minnesota's taken him for some reason, and then you promise Lamella and then suddenly things change, it doesn't look that bad on you. I think uh, what does worry me is that they did make the promise with both guys on the board and then still picked Wiseman. And that's just like something you can't do. Uh, and I, I don't know if that's, you know, just miscommunication or, you know, God forbid, like someone in ownership stepping in. And that's really not the look for this Warriors team that we've seen. So, you know, my gut tells me that like some communication wires just got crossed on draft night and things get weird. So, you know, I hope it's no bad blood between LaMelo and the uh, organization. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think that's an option, Charlie. And I also think it's possible the Warriors thought, Charlotte might trade up to get him. And then it was like, oh, we'll pick you too. But in reality, Charlotte trades up. Uh, they take Lamelo second. Golden State takes Wiseman third. Um, also an option. But yeah, overall, not a good look at all. Uh, like you said, that's not something Jalen Rose doesn't usually just say stuff. So um, there's got to be something to it. But not a great look. I kind of worry more about the Wiseman aspect, man, to be honest. Just because it's a lot of – he's getting a lot of heat these days, man. Um, Golden, Golden State Twitter right now is this, like – Again, I, it's a it's a bad place to spend time. For bad place, bro. It's a it's a dark dark tunnel, dude. That just leads dark to, vortex, man. It's a yeah, vortex. dude, it's, it's horrendous, man. There's the, all these. It's not even Wiseman hate. At least it's not it's not uh, described like that. It's always like it's, I don't hate Wiseman. I just you know Lamelo's killing it. It's okay. At some point, you got to drop him, man. This is the pick. This is the dude we have. Lamelo's really good right now. Um, but if if you're on Twitter and you're on Warriors Twitter and you follow the main Warriors accounts and you're James Wiseman, the stuff you're seeing is not making you feel like you're wanted in Golden State. Uh, and so um, if you're Wiseman and you're hearing that you're the guy all along, you were always their guy, and it comes down to in your head possibly that this is a last-second decision, them taking you, you know what I mean? Not an awesome look. Doesn't add to a lot of your confidence. Um, Draymond's also just like treating treating LaMelo like he's Steph Curry right now, like on his own team. Draymond's really pumping him up, which again could could go one way, could go – Motivate Wiseman could be like, hey, man, I'm like, I need a break. <laughs> like, this is not going awesome, you know? So, 
Um, over, yeah, not a good look overall. Uh, I hope I hope James knows uh, he's still the man, and I hope he's uh, ready to compete and get out there because I, I hope he stays off Twitter. To be honest, I don't know if he has one. I haven't seen him tweet anything, but I hope he's not on online. I think yeah, it's too. Uh, yeah, that you know, it's not necessarily Wiseman hate that goes on like you know they don't hate on him like the player just like glorifying Lamelo, which is i mean he deserves yeah. it i'm not i'm not gonna take anything away from the kid he deserves it but yeah i mean you got matt i think you hit a special uh, charlie i feel like I, I didn't really think about it like that how the way you said it but um seems a little bit more likely i, I would say just knowing the warriors as an organization um i feel like you know track record says a lot and so everybody's always said, you know, upstanding organization love playing here the front office is great so i would hope they wouldn't you know toy with like 19 year old kids emotions like that but um you know at the end of the day it is a business so I'm sure that the, if they told LaMelo that they were taking the second pick it was with some sort of um clarity at the time oh you'd want to hope so um so I think that's a cool point uh Wiseman one and then LaMelo two but um yeah I mean just tough look and you got Matt you kind of said it best like the Warriors Twitter is vortex and you know we're we we're obviously on there a lot and um you know, just for a young kid to just, you know, see that stuff. And, you know, you don't want – you never want to see bad stuff about you. I mean, not, I guess none of us can even relate to that um, just on that magnitude. So, um, for, I mean, yeah, I think the biggest thing is just to, you know, keep giving Wiseman confidence and being like, yo, man, like, you're the center of our future. We picked you for a reason. Um, the guy we said we wanted to pick, we didn't pick him. So, obviously, um, there's something there. So, um, I just hope, you know, I hope Wiseman um, doesn't get discouraged and – because um, he's going to be a big part of our our future. And, um, you know, already you're seeing um, um, older staff, Draymond, you know, taking taking them some, some like, ownership of his uh, his development. Draymond's kind of taking him under his wing. So um, I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be fine. But, yeah, tough look if, if it was intentional. But I, I highly doubt it just because, um, you know, it's not, it's, not the, it's not the way the Warriors kind of operate. But, um, yeah, I'd be fucked if they toyed with those kids' emotions like that. Yeah, it's, it would be a, a. Oh, sorry, Matt. Uh, oh yeah, okay. I just say it'd be, it'd be like a really twisted thing for Bob Myers and Steve Kerr to be doing. I don't yeah, know. And like they just no don't way, seem like they just don't seem like those kind of people. So I, I feel like either miscommunication. They don't or, seem like evil men. You know. What yeah, I mean? like, I, and you know that they've always had glowing things to say about Lamelo when asked about him. So I, I, I don't think, and and Wiseman for that matter, like, um, they're both very excited to have him. So I, I don't think it's um. Yeah, I, I don't feel like it'd be – yeah, like you said, Jalen Rose doesn't really stay much, and when he does, it's probably pretty accurate. So, um, I know he's pretty close to the ball family, too. I know Melo is out there in Detroit, so um, – And the Warriors haven't I know, addressed it yet, either, which is kind of like – Yeah, it's which been, is, It's been a day or two now. Yeah, it's like – You know what I mean? Something would have come out if they were going to say, no, it's not – Yeah, I feel, like, I feel like it just it's just one of those things, um, you know, you hear, you hear a lot of stuff on draft night. Who knows? Um, uh, you, we haven't heard Melo say anything about it either, so um, – you know, I feel like it's just one of those things will pass by. But yeah, I, I, it's just a it's just a nice, nice little cover story going into coming back to the second half of the season. Yeah, I got to uh, just over a little weekend break too. I plowed straight through uh, the Strauss book. Um, God, what's it called? You know, about the KD years mm-hmm. in uh, Golden, not Golden days. days. Uh. I don't know. I'm I'm doing him a disservice by forgetting it, but it was amazing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, shout out Ethan. That was awesome. But uh, uh, the one thing they really covered was that Lakeup is not the you know like walk in and help make a decision guy, and like he doesn't you know enforce his will over the front office. He's like, I don't know that shit. I hired you guys to figure that out. Um, and I think it's such a luxury knowing that we don't have some like you know, James Dolan or whatever walking in behind the scenes, like, you know, trying to blow things up at the last minute. Um, and so, yeah, that's what really makes me think that it was just, you know, a little misunderstanding. And the fact that they haven't even addressed it just makes me think like it's all just, you know, something that's going to blow over real quick. And I don't think there's any bad blood going on there. Honestly, I'm kind of getting rehyped for Wiseman, man. I, I, I watched a couple of, uh, old highlight films over the last or highlight videos, not films what I'm talking about, but a whole highlight videos over the last couple of days, man. He's got talent, bro. Just like, a skilled, he's a talented, skilled dude, talented man. Talented big man in a, in a time when the big, if you have a big guy that's athletic and can shoot, you know, the, the sky's the limit for the guy. So, I mean, um, I, I, we, I, I mean, I think collectively we've kind of stopped. We don't really have any regrets with the pick. Um, we're all excited to see what he's, what he, what he can bring. So, um, 
just confidence, man. You'd want your team to, you know, have your back. And I'm sure the guys in the locker room are always in his ear. So um, I feel like it'll be fine um, going into the second half. But as we kind of pivot off this second half of the season, Matt, you brought up a cool question going in. Um, so I'll, I'll let you uh, I'll let you take the reins, my man. Yeah, the Warriors have a shit schedule over the next week, man. Um, nice, it's, nice. it's L.A., uh, Jazz, and then – it's Clippers, Jazz, and then Lakers, I think, and I'm back-to-back afterwards, and then they have the Rockets. But just what, what's, the, what's the Warriors' record one week from today, after which point they'll have played those four teams? What do you think? Ooh, I mean, I think one and three uh, is going to be the, the look for this week. I think that's just – you know, having back-to-back against maybe the two toughest matchups for this team in a row is nah, just awful. And, you know, I think you nailed it with 20 and 21 uh, that we were talking about earlier. I mean, I think really best-case scenario is you can hope to split those games. Uh, you know, Houston's probably the most closest thing to a win there. But, you know, they're getting Christian Wood back. They still got good players. Like, that's not going to be an easy out like it was a week ago. So. It's a tough one, man. I mean, they're going to have to fight their way through it. And I think they really got to focus on stealing at least one of the games against those top teams in the West. Yeah, the biggest thing here is going to be it can't be like a confidence killer streak. It can't be like, a, oh, God, we went 0-3. You can't see the team kind of fall apart for that because after that, the schedule, I think Charlie noted this last time we talked, it gets uh, immensely easier. You know, so if they can, if they can survive this stretch uh, mentally and kind of understand, they might sink down to 10 or 11 realistically over the next uh, – I don't think 11, actually. I think, I think the Kings are like five games out, but um, they might sink down to 10. And if they can just kind of hold out and understand that it gets a lot better after this, they'll be, I think they'll be okay. But, yeah, uh, Gotham, what's your prediction, man? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I said one and three. Um, having two home games, I feel like, you know, I, I want to believe in this team. Um, so, I, I will say two and two. Um, I have been the optimist, um, I guess, to end this episode this, this um with this team so far. So I'll say, I'll say two and two. I think, I think we can pull off a Lakers win without AD, um, you know, at home, obviously back to back with a tough jazz team, but um, I, I think we could win that one and obviously take care of business with Houston. Um, so 21 and 20, um, that would be, that would be ideal. But I, I realistically, if I, if I was a betting man, which I am probably go 20 and 21 as well. Um, I just, it's just a brutal three games. Nothing, what, what's the record going to be, man? <laughs> At 20, fuck, 21 and 20. Let's lock that in. Um, putting 10 on it. Um, uh, I got five on it. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm gonna stick with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, you guys kind of hit it, Matt. Uh, just kind of realizing the schedule gets easier. Um, and I think they kind of know that just get through this three game stretch, they can pull off a win and, you know, get that two and two. Um, just confidence wise, it's just way better going into, you know, the next stretch of this, uh, the schedule. And, you know, closing out to you know hopefully get up to the six seed or something like that. So um, it's gonna be fun to watch. That bright light at the end of the tunnel too for the end of the month when we get yeah, out of the and stretches. It, it's, it's if you can be above five hundred going into that, like um, or even more than that, but you know just after this three game like just gauntlet right now. So um, that'd be huge for the confidence of the team. At the, I'd say and um, yeah. Yeah, I don't disagree. Actually, I don't know. My my heart says two and two. I mean, six games in a row is a lot, man. They're on a three-game losing streak right now. Losing three more is – I know it's just a narrative type thing, man, but I just can't see this team. they got a lot of heart and a lot of yeah. resilience. I hope it's that not is, a six-game yeah, losing streak. True. So I want to believe, and I'm going to predict uh, 21 and 20 just because I think they can pull out one of these three games. Uh, to be yeah. honest, I feel like Clipper all-star hangover might be a very real thing. Um Warriors dudes are mostly pretty locked in this kind of stuff. So I'm hoping they can steal a game tomorrow. My hopes are not high because that would be silly of me. But uh, yeah, I'm going to go 21 20. And I, I hope they pull it out, man. And I hope they, uh, yeah. I hope they realize, you know, at the end of this, this streak or this stretch, there, uh, there is a light, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm going 21 20. Um, hell yeah. So as we kind of wrap up this pod, but, um, you know, we still got one more thing on the docket. Um, obviously, um, we've seen, uh, we saw Myers Leonard of the or ex Miami Heat player now, but um, just what you guys take on that man? Just the um, just the ignorance that he showed, and um, obviously we're living in a time with um, you know racial stuff is always at a high, and um, just watching what you say. Um, so what was you guys' reactions to that? Any um, 
yeah, just uh, take it away, guys. Yeah, uh, let me get my uh, soapbox real quick. Um, I think, uh, like, having a guy like him where, you know, you saw it earlier in the season, he was one of those, like, uh, you know, I respect the military. I'm standing for the anthem. Yeah. It's like, all right, whatever. You know, maybe some people have their reasons. Benefit of the doubt. Uh, you can't give any benefit of the doubt for this. Um, I mean, his excuse was he didn't know the word or didn't know what it meant. Uh, I think very few people do actually know that word. And those that do know exactly what it means. And, you know, I appreciate all these people who are reaching out to him. You know, like I saw a great message from Julian Edelman saying like, hey man, you know, come spend Passover with us, have Shabbat dinner, like help, help. Well, let me help you learn about this. And I respect the hell out of that. But that to me is, I think that's a pretty definitive statement on what kind of guy Myers Leonard is. Uh, And that shit just, that shit just, you know, it can't be in the league, like straight up. And, you know, he needs to be cut yesterday, in my opinion. Uh, I think, you know, I know there's weird machinations and like the league won't, you know, have the heat suffer at all for like having him on the roster or like money wise, you know, like they're going to make sure he can get out of there expeditiously because, you know, the league has made so many statements and I think really positive actions towards combating the racial injustice in this country. And you can't just let stuff like that slip by. I mean, it's just so inexcusable. And, you know, the reverse of that that also has kind of driven me crazy is when you look at the Twitter world about it and, you know, people are getting all their takes off and getting their jokes off and, you know, we can have a laugh. And another thing that just went on in the middle of it were people posting these screenshots, I don't know, real or fake, about uh, Bam Adebayo being a registered Republican. And, you know, regardless of how you feel about what Myers Leonard said, the one thing I don't think you can do is start, like, rooting around for shit on these other players and trying to, like, project some nasty image that their teammate created onto other people. Because, you know, saying some racist stuff on a live stream and being registered to a political party aren't even in the same stratosphere. So, you know, if your reaction is to say, like, hey, F. Myers Leonard, like, you know, dude shouldn't be in the league you know, try to learn a little bit about this word and what it means and why it's so disgusting uh, to Jewish people. Uh, I think that's huge. But if your reaction is to start, you know, rooting around and be like, ah, who else can I get, you know, screwed over, then that's when it gets really ugly. So, you know, I think people need to really rein it in on their, uh, their reacting a bit. Yeah, Charlie, I don't have a lot to add, man. Um, I had a bit for a sec, man, but you, that was, that was awesome. I, I think that's spot on. Um, I, I liked what Edelman said to him a lot. He mentioned uh, how he didn't think Leonard's, you know, uh, came from a place, place of hate, but a place of ignorance, but that's just as uh, detrimental, you know, and the Jews are like as persecuted as any group throughout history, um, obviously, and uh, not, not really understanding that background and understanding the power of a word that, you know, dehumanizes a group. Uh, it, it, it's a, you're an adult, man. You know what I mean? You're my and you're an adult and you're using that word knowing, knowing full well what it is. I mean, I can't say how many people, the second that came out, were predicting the whole, like, yes, he's going to say he doesn't know what it means. Here this goes. Lo and behold, that's what he says. Now, yeah, at a certain point, man, you're a grown adult, you know, and you're choosing to use a certain word. And um, either you are a certain type of hateful person or you're a certain type of ignorant person. Either way, uh, what you're putting out in the world is, is uh, you know, it's damaging. So, uh, like I said, he's going to get, he's like you said, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie he's going to get the ax from Miami most likely, you know what I mean? As he probably should. I don't think we'll see him in the league for quite some time, but I, uh, you know, hope, hope, uh, he figures that out somehow and, uh, I hope the league does, does the right thing, you know, cause again, uh, as any group or, you know, in history, the Jews are, uh, it's, it's been thousands of years at this point, you know, of, uh, persecution and, there's no place for any more of that today. So I hope they uh, take the necessary action there. 100%. Yeah, and I think I got nothing more to add. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like what you said too, Matt, where, you know, it's important to sort of look at the, look at things the right way with Myers, you know, like he is a grown man. Like at this point, you should know that that's wrong. Uh, if you know that no word, excuse, There's just no excuse for Yeah. Know. There's, there's no way to excuse that. But, you know, at the same time, like, 
he's going to lose his job and rightfully so. And I think that's, you know, very just punishment, but what the Edelman thing, you know, really makes me think about too, is that, you know, you can't, you can't look at a guy like him and just be like, oh, well, that's, you know, him forever. Like I, you know, I hope that to some degree Myers can learn about that, you know, like make some sort of restitution to, you know, Jewish people and, you know, make some sort of like good faith gesture at least to, you know, show that he's trying to learn and develop as a person because, you know, the one thing I wouldn't want that to be is something where he like, you know, tries to work on it, learn, become a different person. And people are just like, ah, you know, remember when you said that shit 10, 20 years ago. So, you know, I think it's important to give the guy a little, a little room to grow. Cause you know, 28, you can still, you can still reform yourself. No, not, not a finished product by 100%, any means. 100%. Like, I mean, nobody's, nobody's perfect. And um, obviously this is a learning moment for him. Hopefully he picks up the, takes the right path and, you know, you know, hopefully learn to cure his ignorance instead of continuing to, you know, spew whatever you kind of words. I think I thought you brought a quick, uh, good point up, Charlie, with the uh, BAM stuff. Um, I just think it just shows just that kind of cancel culture we have right now. Um, obviously, some things do deserve to be canceled, like, um, you know, racial slurs like Myers Leonard um, that we saw. But because um, somebody's registered for a different political party, has different views, does not mean that they're um, supposed to be canceled. Um, I think that's just that's just goes against everything that our First Amendment, you know, kind of preaches. So. Um, on that note, um, you know, we kind of ended on a little, a cool little social, social justice note. Shout out our Jewish brothers and sisters, um, all the other brothers and sisters. Uh, we wish y'all on the Game 6 Clay Pod. But um, as we close it out, you guys got anything to shout out or um, anything to look forward to um, content-wise? Uh, I'm lagging. I'm lagging, man. I got to put something out there very soon, man. But uh, I'm I'm good for now. I'm I got to get back to work. But school year is getting long, boys. So I'm doing doing what I can. Charlie. Hey, man's got papers to grade, kids to educate, minds to shape. You That's know, right. there's more important things than basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, there you go. Yeah, since I'm yeah, since I'm not as a uh, you know socially impactful as Matt, uh, <laughs> I got a. Otto Porter Jr. article coming out, uh, hopefully talking about his fit with the Warriors. Should be out in a couple days. Uh, peep my honorable mentions for the top 10 of the draft, if you haven't already on the lead. Uh, should have prospects 6 to 10 coming out soon. Uh, maybe some dudes who could be in blue and yellow next year. So definitely going to be, be keeping an eye on that. And yeah, Probably, good I'm stuff. Gonna your, I'm going to be giving your top 10 a read, man, or top 5 a read. I, I didn't know that was out yet, man. But, uh, yeah, 100%. Who are you at? Who's number one right now, Charlie? Sorry, not even going to ask that. I know who number one is. Who's number two? Yeah, we all know number one. Uh, I don't even think it's much of a spoiler anyways, but I got to put my guy Evan Mobley in there. Mm. The dude is just like, I mean, you know, we were talking about the, I mean, let's, you know, say some good things about Bam. The dude is like the closest thing to Bam where he just like, you know, like Bam, uh, you know, when you see a defender like running in space, he's like, oh shit, how do I get out of here? Bam will like run up in a dude's face and be like, try to get past me. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, that's kind of that Evan Mobley vibe. So, you know, I love seeing dudes who are just like seven feet tall, built like Gumby and they want to do everything <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's right. Well, Hell I don't yeah. want to give away too much, man. I want to, I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, we'll go and check that out. Three through five, but Yes, sir. Yeah, other than that, guys, um, check us out. Game Six Clay Pod. Um, I got nothing to shout out, and I'm not as socially impactful as Matt. So um, there we go. Um, we'll catch you guys sometime in the next week. Um, Warriors game starting back up now, tomorrow. So we're going to have a lot to talk about, a lot of moves to be made. Um, so we'll catch you all next time. Peace. Thanks, guys.